0: Fuck it, we're going live! (laughs) And we're live, everybody. Welcome to uh, Film Trooper Presents, Film Marketing Fridays. And today's a special, special edition of this um, series because normally it's just me and another filmmaker. But today it's just me, and I have three guests. I've never had three guests before on my show. But here we are. I'm going to go down the line. Uh, We have Jeff Vaught of uh, Imagination Media Studios over in Dallas, Texas.
1: Vote. Yes. What did I, I say it? You said right. it's "vote." It's man. I'm sorry. "vote." I don't really vote. care, but I just want to give you a hard time. Live. He live. <laughs> oh.
2: so.
0: But Live. Spe- it spelled But it's spelled vote. Anyways, no, it's "vote." <laughs> what?
2: I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: It's pretty good. So then we have uh, John uh, Tregonis over at Indiegogo in New York. And, um, and we have Stephen Tucker of Immerse. And it looks like Harmonic Distortion Productions. And he's also in New York. So welcome, gentlemen. So the interesting thing, how this came about, was that Jeff was mentioning, like, "Hey, I'm putting this live event together, um, doing a table read of the movie that we're putting together." But he's what he's done in Dallas is combine a lot of the independent film community with the uh, startup tech startup world in Dallas, which is booming, and. And uh, you know, combining those two worlds together. So he was like, "Hey, not only going to put this event together, I got these guys from MERS who's got this new technology. I want to be able to share what they're doing, as well as um, basically establish like a um, their live a crowdfunding campaign launch uh, with Indiegogo. So we're going to talk about the use of live events to potentially build an audience, uh, start a crowdfunding, and essentially market a film product before it even." Is even made. So, with that said, Jeff, why don't you give a little bit more rundown of the particular event that's coming up on October eighteenth? Sure. And yeah. uh, so,
1: go I ahead and run it. with it. I appreciate it, man. And uh, and and if anybody doesn't know, Scott came down to my uh, Film Innovation Lab conference in Dallas on August the eighth. He gave a great speech down there um, about the the event coming up on October the eighteenth. We're going to do a, a live event. And, uh, and so just to give a little history on it, um, I'm really involved with the startup world. And so what I wanted to do was um, uh, use some of the lean startup principles that many people in the entrepreneur world know about. And so there's a thing called minimum viable product. That is, rather than spending a million dollars on a product or millions of dollars on a film, take it out to the public and then no one buys it, what you do is create a minimum viable product and then test it out with customers and then iterate from there, to turn it into a product they'll actually buy. So I was, I wrote this script called Making Moments and uh, uh, had you know, screenwriting friends test it out and give me their feedback, had three drafts. And so I wanted to create, how could I create an MVP of a film? And so what I did instead, what I did was um, I thought I can do, do this. I have this script, let's get some professional actors and do an audio recording and maybe just uh, uh, you know like an old radio play. And add sound effects and add to storyboards and take it to customers and have them uh, then iterate from there. And one person said, I'd pay to see that. So what I've done is create a live event where we perform the entire script, it's just 30 minutes in front of a live audience, get their feedback from the in person audience, and then iterate from there to hopefully turn it into a film that people will truly you know pay tickets to see when it comes out.
0: Yeah, and here's the page, and we'll make sure I'll provide the links, you know, uh, later. Yeah. Thank you. At, uh, October 18th and it's, yeah. now this is for uh, those who are in Dallas, Texas, however you've created something in conjunction to make it available live for everybody who's not there in Dallas, te- Dallas, Texas. So how does that work?
1: That's right. Well, i ran run into uh, Steve with Immerse and, uh, at immerse.com and so it's a really cool new uh, live streaming platform and Steve can tell more about it. But I thought, okay, we're going to do this live event anyway. Let's present it to the world and people can watch. And, and what's cool about it is, is through Immersed, you can do like a three-camera shoot. You can do multiple cameras and multiple sources, uh, so it's great. Um, and they also allow you to monetize your live programs. But, so I, I, I'm not gonna, this is going to be free to watch, but what I thought is, hey, we're going to be doing this, announcing this. It's a really cool event. People can then get online and then give me feedback directly to me after the performance, just like I'm doing in the in-person, in-person audience. So I thought that day I'm going to launch the crowdfunding campaign for making moments as well. Use it as a way to generate interest and be cool to watch and then get the crowdfunding campaign going.
0: Okay, cool. So before we get into the, the crowdfunding part um, where John could uh, help us, you know, navigate those waters and get you ready for your event, yeah. uh, let's talk to Stephen about our Immerse. And Stephen, this is the first time I've kind of uh, seen this based off, you know, Jeff introducing the uh, your the company uh, to us.
3: Uh, can you tell us a bit more about Immerse? How does it work? And yeah. You know, yeah, so it's uh, it's a pretty cool platform. Um, so I, really quick, my background is in filmmaking and also events. Um, and so I was always kind of like looking for that balance and interaction inside of that. Like I got into film because events are fast and then they end, um, but they're interactive. But then when I got into film, it was like you so much time into it you have these amazing products but then you lose that interactive side to it. Um, So Immerse is essentially a video streaming platform uh, that's made for content producers Um, it's really made for anybody but for people who like to create content, engage, whether it's by teaching stuff lifestyle, cooking classes, uh, language classes or now we're kind of bringing the entertainment vertical in Um, So we're doing concerts, we're doing stuff like Jeff's Project where we're really making a live film. Um, And so what it is, it's a video streaming platform that also works like what we're doing right here where you can have people engaged in asking questions back. Um, We built in and we're building in some production tools. So it's almost like essentially a broadcast channel in one place a place where you can run your production angle, you can edit, you can link to any source, audio, video, whatever, what have you. Um, if you're in the production industry kind of like TriCasters and what those kind of platforms do. And then we also give you a place to push this out so if you scroll down there, Scott, you okay. can see our live guide actually works um, like, like TV Guide used to be so right now we don't have anything scheduled today but normally this live guide, as people have things, show up like a TV guide you know, back 10, 15 years ago. Um, and you can click on any of these things. So it's a full-on broadcast platform. Um, and so, it, so we built in the production, and then we also have monetization. So as people push this out, um, they choose different ways to monetize their content. So each session you create has three distribution um, paths. One is a live stream, the other is immersive which is essentially like what we're doing here and the third one is video on demand so the whole thing gets recorded. So we allow you to monetize each one of those together um, or separately and we're really giving people who want to get their ideas out there just the tools and a platform to be able to do it.
0: We We were mentioning sort of in the green room like with immerse, like you know I'm using Google Hangouts on air because it's free and allows me to yeah. kind of have this thing but you were mentioning that immerse also offers the same thing but it has that monetization aspect to it so the, the exactly. idea...
3: Exactly, yeah. So so something that I've seen kind of in our world is you know 10-15 years ago internet came along and everything became free essentially um, <laughs> and we took it and we ran with it for about 15 years what I'm starting to see now is uh, a lot of the free stuff—it's hard to find good quality content, um, and people are starting to pay for the good stuff again. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of separates us is we are free to use for that content creator. So, you—I'm gonna, after we get off this, I'm totally gonna pitch you hard to bring your show to Immerse because. Okay. We're <laughs> so it's free for you to use, and um, you know, by putting a, a small dollar amount on it, I think you create a more premium product um, in that way.
0: It's kind of like uh, you guys are familiar with like Creative Live. Like they have like yeah. you got to be there live to watch the educational presentation, and then they close it behind like a paywall afterwards. Yeah. Like if you want to get access to all these amazing sort of educational uh, presentations, you'll have to pay for it. But if you're lucky enough to be there live, you can see it live for free or sign up or something. So I'm imagining like instead of, if I understand correctly, as a content creator, I don't necessarily have to be associated with Creative Live, even though they do a great job. I could do it on my own with Immerse and then utilize the same business model by exactly. having it live and then packaging it as a, a, a paid model.
3: And yeah. you can decide how you want to package that. So you could do what Creative Live is doing, you could monetize each one specifically, um, you can make it work for yourself, and then we have a point of sale system set up so people just enter their information and they get the content.
0: Interesting, very cool. So I don't want to leave John out. He's like, "Eh," you know. (laughs) So
3: the whole thing is,
0: so this is interesting. So Jeff, putting on his live event, live table read event, he's got feedback that says, hey, I'd be willing to pay for that. So he's like, okay, so I'll start charging for it. (laughs) And then he, you know, got connected with Immerse to say, okay, let's make it live online so it's not just the Dallas area. And then he's talking about the crowdfunding launch. But before he gets into the crowdfunding launch uh, for this particular project, it's wonderful that John's here because he can kind of guide us through. Like, I think I forget there was a post you had, which was like something like, uh, like the ten rules or something about crowdfunding to prepare yourselves, so we can get a chance to go. All right, Jeff, you're gonna say you're gonna do it, but get ready because John's here's some ten rules to know about crowdfunding. If you can kind of give us a little rundown of that, John.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I have a lot of rules, so um, <laughs> everybody kind of breaks every now and then, and then they try to me that they broke the rules, and, and I need the help now, harder. Um, but um, I think so—I mean, I'm not sure if that that particular post is—I I think the, the thing you're you're referring to is this uh, new presentation that I've kind of come up with. Uh, sorry, guys. It's,
1: it's New York. Okay. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you safe?
2: I'm ready, I'm ready for the sirens. <laughs> My arm is just going off. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot
0: of good
3: look at those stuff. special effects.
2: <laughs> no, don't get that shit anymore. So, um, yeah, no, the um, yeah that, that post is like a presentation uh, that I do now, um, just because I get kind of bored fairly quickly of uh, saying the same kind of stuff. So I have to figure out better ways to say it. So it's like twelve things that you know filmmakers need to know before jumping into crowdfunding, because there's so much stuff online. Uh, most of it written by me. Um but there's a lot of other stuff online that is just like when I read it, I'm kind of like, oof, you have no idea. Um so I'm trying to like, my my personal goal is to make sure people have the right information from the right place, which is you know, obviously Indiegogo. Um, <laughs> and you know, so so some of those things like include I mean the first the first thing and, and the biggest I guess myth is not you know that if you build it, they will come, right? Um, so I have one of the slides and it's like, you know, hey, if you build this thing, there, nobody's going to come unless you let people know about it and unless you actually have an audience. Um, so, I mean, with, with Jeff's project, I mean, I think that's the right thing is like having that audience that's already doing something so that you can then take that audience and build outward to find a bigger audience. But back in the day, I mean, you, you know, years ago you could. Have no audience, put a campaign out, and you would get funded because you would find your audience. But that was when there was like a fraction of the amount of campaigns online. Now there's so many, it's oversaturated times 50. If you don't stand out and, and bring an audience with you, you won't stand out and you won't be able to get an audience, unfortunately. So that's like the key thing. And if you give away that content, you know, I'm a big believer in like, you know, give away free content. And then charge for it, and then probably run a campaign. You know, or you could do either or. You could maybe run a campaign first, and then you know, sell your content on other platforms like Immerse, let's say. But here, you know, I, I think that's that's the thing is people don't give enough free stuff away first. And when you look at like one of the biggest examples is YouTubers. I mean, I, I love working with YouTubers because I don't have to work that hard. <laughs> They've already done the hard work of building an audience, keeping them engaged for over 10 years. So the minute they, quote, ask for money, they're already funded. Okay. The fans just throw money at them because they've never asked us for anything, but they've given us 10 years' worth of content, even five years' worth of content for free. And that there's, there's, a, there's a value add to that that I think every filmmaker should kind of adopt um, so I think a, a reading like that is, like, an awesome way to start. And then, you know, again, those specific goals that you need.
3: You know, you know I, I, have I have something have. interesting that you made, good <laughs> John. Um, you were saying something I, I see dealing with, working with filmmakers, too, and artists in general is this kind of, like, uh, it's so hard, but people kind of perceive that they have to, like, the idea of charging is, like, well, why would anybody buy it? But it's like, wait, isn't that why you're doing this in the first place?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And so it's, I mean, do you think that that's something that's like part of the the artist self-deprecation thing? This is something that I deal with, and with, with Immerse, I'm like having to convince people like, no, like, your stuff is good. You've been doing it for free for so long. Why not put a dollar value on it? Um, so do you think that that's like, like, the artist mindset, do you think that that's just kind of what we're used to? It's, the perception out there is that it's very hard to make a living as a creative type, um, you know? But uh, at the same time, I don't think it is if you really go for it and, and make it happen for yourself.
2: Absolutely. I, 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 think, I think it is part of the, You said it great, uh, the artist deprecation, the self-deprecation. <laughs> My art sucks. It's not worth it. Well, then why the hell right. are you doing it? Right not worth it, right? But yeah. You know, and you know and, and look, I'm I'm a product of that. I for for years all through college, I was this weird poet kid giving away my poems for free because I didn't think anybody would read my shit if I charged a dollar a poem. So I was known for that and I was all for it, but the older you get, the kind of you start realizing that you can't in today's world. Look, 10 years ago it was fine. You could be a self-deprecating artist you could be a brooding filmmaker you could be you know whatever you want to be and people would respect it but today it's so freaking easy to make money off your art yeah you just have to number one you have to hustle and number two you have to just look at yourself and I am trying to teach more filmmakers this without sounding like skeevy businessman which I am not which is why I can get away with it but forget about being the artist that's yesterday today it's the entrepreneur <clears throat> got to be just a little bit of business and I've only learned about business in the three years I've been at Indiegogo. But I can take my brand in just those three years to the next level fairly simply if I really wanted to, 100%. Time is, the, is always the, uh, the issue for a lot of people as well. But I think that's the, that's the mindset. It's like forget about, you know, your shit's good because just Google for two hours one day and you'll find so much stuff that's bad that people <laughs> need to amazing.
3: you amazing Google for it. You have like bad <laughs> stuff hitting you in the face. It's hitting
1: you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. so you don't even have to do the work
2: to find it. It'll find you. Exactly. It'll find you and it will stick to you. Yeah. And you have to look at yourself and be like, "You know what? This is great." But again, the artist, right? The artist says, "Oh no, you how are we going to get that to the world?" The entrepreneur says, "This is how we can market this story about a strong female character. Doing X, Y, and Z. Here's your market, you know, and it just takes a little bit of that extra time to 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 do that. But artists just we don't we don't want to learn it.
1: Well, well I like to, I'd like to jump in here. Uh, that's one of the reasons why um, I became uh, you know got to know Scott because his mission with Film Trooper is to teach filmmakers to be entrepreneurs, and that's a big part of what I'm about. Is that you know there's so many amazing filmmakers out there who just don't understand business. And, and, I, and I believe that filmmakers have to educate themselves to be entrepreneurs if they want to be successful and make a career out of doing what they love. And what's better than that, than empowering yourself, and that's a lot about what you know, my mission is with Imagination Media, is that I want to create a new paradigm for film that can empower independent filmmakers to be successful in a, in a completely new system and help them to be entrepreneurs. And, uh, and John, I want to compliment you. I, saw, I just saw your TEDx talk and it was really good. Great presentation. Thank you. And, and one of the things that I saw that stood out to me is, you know, you go to a lot of uh, Indiegogo or Kickstarter, people It's like, you know, please you know, put, give money to my film, please give money to my film. And you, you said something about three Ps, and I can't remember what they exactly were, pitch, something, whatever. But you, then you said, let's change it to the three I's. And so I don't know what all the, the they stand for, but I know this, was that you wanted to give the customer something, you know, rather than saying, please give me money to support my film. That you said you gave examples of someone uh, that actually wrote a poem with uh, maybe the person's name in it that gave life to something like that. Yeah, but it's okay. It was you. All right, that was a great guy, whoever he was. And then there's a guy who likes and played ukulele songs for every fund or whatever it was. But the main thing was, was the perks were very personal. They were very personal, and so that's what I think. that I'm accomplishing with making moments is, is that people can come to this event and they're giving me feedback live to me. And, and I truly want to know what they think so I can make it into a movie that they really want to see but they're having fun they're getting in on board of a film at the very beginning so 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 it's not just here's my film please give me money it's like here's a cool thing to go check out you can see the Come be a part of it yeah yeah so that's awesome. to, so I really love what you said and, and, and I that's what I'm trying to do also with uh, making moments
2: yeah cool. Jeff I, I totally appreciate that um, and I think like just just One last thing about that is definitely, you know, as as Steve knows and as you know as well, it's like, it is about, because I don't even think crowdfunding is about asking for money. I can't, that's why I put it in quotes, because that's the misconception. It's like, if you're just asking for money, go to the bank. go to the (laughs) bank, Get a loan, you know, pull it out of your pocket, you know, because the mentality now is, who are you to ask me to fund your project, when it needs to be, what am I, the filmmaker or the artist, willing to do? to make you a part of my world and make it our world and you said it yeah. back you're like I genuinely want feedback that's it you actually yeah. want the feedback I can't tell you how many filmmakers they don't want to get the crowd involved and then I have to tell them well guys then crowdfunding's not probably for you because without <laughs> them you ain't got nothing
1: right yeah. right
0: so well, since, um, since this is Film Marketing Fridays and the idea is you know The concept is that production is no longer a barrier because anyone with the tools today can make a film as well as distribution is getting pretty close to being a commoditized item in terms of all the direct digital platforms you can sell it on. So obviously marketing is like the last remaining barrier, which brings us to, this is a great quote, this is from uh, Leo Burnett, I read this from... um, David Ogilvy's book on advertising and he gave a little kudos in the back end of his book to all these mentors. These this is like this is like ad guys from, you know, the early 1900s, you know. And so Leo Burnett has a huge ad agency uh, in his legacy in Chicago. But he says the number one job for all marketers or advertisers is that there is an inherent drama in every product. Our number one job is to dig for it and capitalize on it. So that's like the mindset of Like advertisers, they're telling stories and looking for drama in every product. It's their job to uncover it. And so filmmakers have the inherent capability of telling stories. They just have to look at their own story (laughs) and, and tell that story to the public. So with that said, with the marketing part of it, I would love to get your guys' perspective on Jeff's event and to help... Everyone, like, give him feedback to see how best he can construct it as he's approaching the October 18th uh, date.
1: I I love that. In
0: terms of, like, best how to use Immerse, uh, best how to really go about his crowdfunding uh, launch. Because, you you know, John, you mentioned that get ready. Crowdfunding is a full-time job. So to prepare Jeff to say, look, once you say it's a go time, between then and when you get your goal, you get ready for your full-time job. So with that information, um, we know that his event's coming up. I'm curious, um, how best can he use Immerse to make sure that he's maximizing um, everything he needs to to, to benefit, to, to make the experience wonderful for everybody to, to tune into?
3: So, so um, I think there are a couple things. I think, um, first of all, the whole marketing thing, I... I got really blown away when I started making films and I would get my production budget and I'd raise the money for it and then I realized that I needed basically at least double that in marketing <laughs> for anybody to even see the fucking thing. And it was like, <laughs> and, 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 and also like we were talking about before, there's so much chaos out there. It's so easy, you know, everybody thinks, and they say, oh, we have social media, you can market stuff for free, blah, 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 blah. But like we said, it's also just it's chaos. There's so much of everything out there that I think when you're having when you're doing anything, you have to be pinpoint target, laser focused, and you have to go into like many different verticals, but not cross like let them cross pollinate on their own, but be very targeted. So, uh, with getting ready for Jeff's event. So he has the live event, right, where he's bringing people into a room, into a physical environment, but then we're also doing the same thing virtually through immerse When Jeff and I started talking about how we're going to market this thing, we didn't want to push, when he's pushing the event to get people to show up, we didn't also want to push them to go to the live stream because then some of them might not show up to his event. Yeah. So we had to be very specific in our targeting, and we, on the immerse side, focused on marketing through that live experience, people outside of Dallas. Meanwhile, Jeff is in Dallas marketing the live event itself. So I think that, um, I think it's crucial. My, My other business is in creating video strategy for brands and artists and everything like that. And it's the same thing. I think what's really crucial is that, first of all, you need to be very loud and you need to have a lot of content. But then you also need to spread it out like like a disease. So, you know, I used to be doing one-off <laughs> videos for people. Now I say, okay, let's not do that. Let's create five 30-second uh, videos that you can put on your social media and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Let's create a whole small campaign of two-minute videos so that you can really build it out and build your audience and push each of those little things to a specific niche and then the cross-pollination will happen. Um, does that make sense, John? I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I was wondering. It's hard. I mean, there's so much stuff out there that you can't just do one video. You can't think that there's one thing that's going to make it happen. Um, it's really a full-on targeted strategy across all social media platforms, marketing, however you're yeah. going to do it. Yeah, and so, I and I, I also like
2: to say too that it's it's that strategy all across the board, but it's also leaving room for, like, improv, I think, too. Um, and the more strategized the, the main plan is, the more when something happens, whether it's positive or negative, you can react without compromising the trajectory of where you're going for all of these things. That's why, like, you know, an example I give is, like, yes, <laughs> you're going to have to, like, schedule your, your tweets and your updates and things like that, but the minute somebody responds and starts talking, you need to be there. You know, because if you let that conversation go, that might mean the difference between a fifty dollar contribution and a five hundred dollar contribution. Or no contribution, but community building that is gonna eventually who knows where that could possibly lead. So it's it's you know, I'm a big believer in the strategy element, you know, that Steve's talking about. And that really, the more work you do strategizing it, the less work, it's still going to be a lot of work, but the less work you have to do implementing it because it's kind of there. Yeah. You know what has to be done. A lot of filmmakers I know, I'm like, yeah, do you have a... Lately, I've been asking this question of like, hey, can I see your strategy document? Uh, and then they're like, well, what the fuck? Is that? Like, wait, what do you mean? I have to have one of those? And I'm like, yeah, well, you just put together the strategy and maybe a content calendar, and then they just lose <coughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Like, wait, what do you mean? I got a plan every day? And it's like, Yes, unless you don't have a full-time job that you're going to have to work around, this will be that full-time job. But even if you do have the full-time job and you're working nine to five, you still need to be present from nine to five in some fashion. And then when you get home after you have your quick dinner, you're online doing more campaigning, and it's going to seem like the whole day you were completely devoted to this campaign. And it's, you know, part, you know, smoke and mirrors, but it's just the more you plan it, the better it is, and then you can do those conversations in between, which is improvising. And if somebody has a problem, you know, again, making a contribution, they're trying to make a contribution. You might need to be the person to talk to, like Indiegogo or whatever, to like, you know, find out what's wrong, you know, to get that in, and you need to be doing that without compromising that that journey.
1: And John, I wanted to ask you a question. I hope you can hear me, okay? Yeah. Um, Good. So, uh, you know, I just want to ask you, what, what do you think of the concept of doing the, uh, you know, live performance and have a, a live stream and use that as a, as a platform for uh, crowdfunding? I think that's an interesting idea. I So this is what
2: I've – I don't know if I've seen something. Like, it would be like you'd start the campaign and then you would stream, you know, at the same time, I guess, or
3: – Well, so he – so – Maybe I can, I can jump in and kind of explain what Jeff does. So there's the idea of he's, he's creating a live, almost a theater event yeah. uh, of his film. And, and this is the second one he's done. Um, and he's able to stream this out there and actually he's going to have multiple cameras on this. He's going to be able to edit them right there. So he's actually creating his minimum viable product, which we're streaming online. Um, and I guess the idea of of kind of um, shooting it off with a crowdfunding campaign that day was to kind of use that audience that's emboldened into that moment to kind of be the jumpstart. So kind of like what you were saying before about, you know, you can't, you have to have an audience yeah. to start a crowdfunding. Well, in Jeff's case, he's been building up his audience for years, you know what I mean? But this particular day, he's been focusing and pushing a whole bunch of audience into it. So using that to jumpstart the campaign with that audience. I, see, yeah. I guess and it's kind of so like... We uh, all over the world. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I, we've seen it sometimes
0: at film festivals where you're at a festival, you see a film, and they allow sometimes the filmmakers to sell their DVDs right after. Yeah. Yeah. like, it, Or like a band. Oh, yeah. I love their show. They sell their CDs, and they're it's so that that whole catch them while they're hot in the moment. It, right, it's, it's, inter- it's an interesting concept about this live event, and and then having a, ca- a call to action, a very strong call to action, which is like
1: contribute. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think that's what it's really about. It's just that this is giving a unique experience, to the ground floor of a film, to give me feedback directly to the writer director, which I'm going to take that feedback from them and rewrite the script to shoot the movie in November. And so it gives them a way to see the movie. I think like and nothing on any other crowdfunding platform that I've seen that you don't you don't see the film. This is like a wireframe of the film or the blueprint. You get to see it. And then you go, I really like this. I want to donate. I want to help Jeff get this make this happen. So I think that's the yep. a lot of the cool elements of it.
3: And well, also from the immerse side, real quick, I just and then I'll shut up. But I mean <laughs> so when he does this. Anybody who wants to be a part of it is going to pop up exactly like they pop up in, our, in the window that we're in right now, and they're able to like interact with Jeff through Immerse. So the cool thing about our live streaming side is that he's live streaming it out to a larger audience, um, but they get to talk to him. They get to look at him in the eye yeah. You know, during the Q&A of the event and be like, man, that was awful, or man, that was awesome. You know, I think and, that's a big part. I think it's
1: a big part of what you know. The, the Immersive is doing, and, and this what well, this is. A, it's the interactive element. It's not just focus, a, yeah. a video of like, "Hey, please contribute to my campaign." It's like, "Hey, talk to the director himself. Ask whatever questions you have." It's more fun and cool, and people want to support you more if they get to know you. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yep. I've I've been learning that too. I'm I'm running my own <laughs> my own campaign for a comic this time.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I've been seeing that.
2: I'm learning it again, you know, it's like the people that contribute or the people that I'm talking with right now that I'm, you know, reaching out like it's it's very interesting. So I think for this particular campaign, I think it's a brilliant idea and I think it's a couple of things. The one thing is you want to make sure that that audience that you've got watching this film that you have their full attention that you're going to keep it up until that call to action and the yeah, call yeah. to the campaign. And again, I, you know, you definitely want to do the, you know, what Steve's, you know, recommending, which is, of course, make sure they, they know that they can talk to you right then and there, yeah. and get to know them, and then, yeah, at the end, it's kind of like, well, you should definitely check out the campaign, and see how you can be a bigger part of this. Yeah.
3: yeah. You know, that, yeah. and that's
2: the messaging. I think everything is 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 reliant on proper messaging and making making people feel good. About what they're going to do, even if it's learning a little bit more before they make a decision to be an actual backer, want to learn more. But just tell them like, hey, you know, go there. And the other thing is to be very specific on what you're going to need for that funding. It has to be hyper focused. And again, that's a mistake. Eh, Not a mistake, but it's a little mistake I've just made too. Where I'm like, I'm going for this stretch goal of three thousand dollars, but like, I don't really know what the three thousand is for yet. I know I'm going to need it, but I don't know what it's for. I know it's to get the book in the bookstores, but I don't know what that entails. So that's why it's been slow moving. We're almost there. That's why it's been slower because I'm not telling them because I don't know because I haven't had time to research it. So Mm. the more information you can tell them, like X is going to be for this, Y is going to be for this, and all of your help is going to be integral to making that happen. But here's the other thing. Outside of just that – and this and this is something that i'm tr- i've been trying to get filmmakers to do i don't think most of them are ready for it i think you're ready for something yeah. like is making the audience through a contribution a more active part of that process absolutely From the point of if they make a suggestion you know they like they can even their their you know their uh, their suggestions could be weighed a little heavier than others and stuff like that but having other screenings on immerse um, Onward exactly. through it gets like the
3: funders in there. It could be specifically for the backers. You know? Exactly. Exactly. You yeah, I like okay. that. Good idea, John. Yeah, I've been I've been using this in um, planning on it. I have a couple projects that I'm shooting where I want to use a and show the behind the scenes. I think something that's really big today is transparency. Yes. Um, both in business and in creative pursuits. And um, so that's one thing that really got me excited when I started looking at the platform of Immerse, is I was like, wait a minute, I can like bring, like with what Jeff is doing, bring the audience in, like they're making the movie with you,
2: <laughs> you yeah, know, and
3: yeah. like really, um, it's 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 a really exciting paradigm, I think, that before, and we're still figuring it out, Um but that's one thing I'm, I think Immerse really offers is the ability to bring transparency into your model, um, into your projects, have it be a side car where you can actually really, for lack of a better word, immerse people in <laughs> yeah. whatever you're doing. Um, whether you're a filmmaker and you're having them make the movie with you by responding to you through the platform or whether you're a teacher and you can, like, be one-on-one with people and really coach them through things. Um, I, th- so I, yeah. I think
1: John sparked a good idea is that, you know, you take this whole element of the, the live, uh, um, you know, crowdfund the first day, but then you continue to meet with your audience and fans live. And, you know, Immerse is a great, you know, yeah. platform to do that. Where you truly can, they can talk to you. I mean, not just on some other platforms where it's just text to you. They can, you can do all those things. That's a really cool idea. But I also wanted to say, John, you know, I went down to South by Southwest, and that's where I first saw you in Austin, Texas, the South by Southwest Film Festival. And I went down there, I didn't go down there to see movies or meet movie stars. I went there to go to the panels to learn how to, to, to be a, an entrepreneur and filmmaker and be successful doing what I love. And so I went to all the panels, to heard a lot of cool people talking. And a lot of cool platforms are popping up. A lot of great uh, solutions are happening: distribution, financing. But the one unifying thing that I saw across the board, and this relates to what you just said, is that for filmmakers to be successful in today's world, they have to become very good at engagement. And so that's what I've been trying to do all year long: is engaging fans at different events to to bring them in before I do the crowdfunding and before we make the movie. Absolutely. So we're we're, we
0: got like uh, 50 more minutes, but. This is fantastic because we've gone through sort of the structure, sort of like the mechanics of how the live events going to uh, be generated uh, to engage the audience and have a really strong call to action and and so he's he's getting everything ready to go. So my question to you guys is because it's Film Marketing Fridays, what is it that Jeff is really marketing in terms of someone who's not a filmmaker, who's not interested in technology but is going to be potentially a contributor To uh, the project, what do they need to be?
3: What is the marketing message to them? It's an experience. So it's this. It's he's he's marketing an experience. He's marketing the opportunity for somebody who is not a filmmaker to become a filmmaker with him.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. right, right. right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Total. Total experience with this one because again we forget, and I've said this a lot at, like, panels, but, like, we as filmmakers, I don't know if you guys like the act of filmmaking. I've never liked doing films. Just <laughs> them. I like writing them because I'm a writer at heart, and I like mm. having the finished product. That whole part in the middle, like, aside from working with the actors, I don't like. Um, you don't you
3: know, like not sleeping and, and <laughs> uh, being totally and and, Yeah, no. And <laughs> and freezing cold, cold and, and, cold and, and like, and, like not having a bathroom? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> um, but I, I think nom- aside from all of that, the act of being a filmmaker is the sexiest thing in the world right now, I think. Yeah, and It always has been. That everybody,
3: what, was that Steve? Sorry. It always has been. I mean, that's, that's yeah. before crowdfunding. That's how you got movies made. Like, yeah. I raised money, and it was like, hey, there's going to be a lot of cute girls on set. Like, exactly. Thirty grand, and we're gonna like be rock stars together. You know? Absolutely.
2: Yep. It's you know so if you can give that experience of or that sex appeal to you know no offense to bankers but to a banker who doesn't have anything else with their life, all of a sudden they you know, they see this live stream and it's like wow I'm a I'm a filmmaker for the first time. This is great. I feel and it's really about getting that feeling across to them that they're that you genuinely, again, you want to know what they say, but you're also making them feel that they have some sort of a say, a piece, a part of this. That's the key element.
3: I have a question for you, John. Is that something that can be like a reward? Like something I started thinking about with Immerse is having one of the rewards for people who are doing Indiegogos and and crowdfunding is like, hey, you're going to be able to be live and one-on-one yeah, you know, oh, once a week with us. But how yeah. would we do that? Yeah. How would we do that? Like, how would that look like on a, on a page? Um, like, as the perk, I mean, because it
2: would be through Immerse, let's say, right? That's yeah. how you get that experience. So, really, it's just, you know, you, I mean, I don't know how you would do it, but I know with a couple of other sites, um, mainly for the Con Man, um, uh, the Conman Man Indiegogo campaign that was run a while back, um, they had, like, these private links that only funders at a certain level would get, and then they kind of go into this room, and it's just them, backers mm. only, and, you know, and for this, it was like when, whenever Nathan would just, like, turn his phone on and hang out, you know, and just be like, oh, you know, hey, everybody, but this, again, that had, like, some value. This, I think, has, like, yeah. I, I don't want to say a job value, because, but it is like reporting to a job. You can send a call sheet, you know, that says, oh, report to the to the immerse, you know, to immerse at 0800 hours in the morning, well, whatever, yeah. um, later <laughs> than that. Um, and, and they could just all tune in, and then, boom, they're on set, quote, unquote, right yep. through the app. And then they would pay, they would definitely pay. Um, I mean, we're not talking like they're going to pay 400 bucks for it, you know, because hey. you know, part of it is, like, pricing. Yeah. But they would pay, you know, on shit. I mean, something like that easy, like 50 bucks,
3: easy, Yeah. You know and and you could also you could be doing the live stream for free or for one level of donors and then have the interaction be yes. for another le- level of donors.
2: Exactly.
3: Exactly. So yeah. totally
2: totally doable and very smart I think. And and it's catching on more and more. So you're in a good spot. Cool. Cool.
0: Well, listen, we're going to wrap it up here as we come to the hour. So John, get out, get to the con. and then. Uh, but it's interesting because yeah. Steven and John never met each other, so I'm, I'm hoping
3: that I you guys... Did, dude, I it. figured out where I think we knew each other. I, <laughs> I ran sound at Bowery Poetry Club for years. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we did a couple gigs together there. Okay, with, I, I'm,
2: yeah, I'm pretty positive.
3: Yeah, dude. Cody like, and I
2: ran that shit for a while. That was a while back, though, right? Yeah, like six
3: yeah. years ago, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. More?
1: Yeah, dude. Probably
2: more, I think. Yeah, but yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> hey, John, hey, John, why don't you tell everybody how, about your comic book product uh, or our project and uh, where they can find it and how you support you? Oh, I
2: mean, that would be awesome. I didn't want to impose that. But... No, do it.
0: That's what this is for. Help everybody. Come on,
2: you've got to grab your hey, audience. actually,
0: John. If you want, you I don't know if you you can actually type the link into the chat and then I'll make sure to put that in the notes. Oh, totally. uh, so in the, in the left-hand corner, there's a little blue box, and then you can just p- paste yeah. that in. And I'm curious about your book
2: too, I haven't, I haven't read your book yet, so I want to know where I can get it. Oh, which one? Sorry, uh, hey, I, I was you're, multitasking. You're, so I- that's okay. <laughs> oh, you're distracted. Okay, your book. Like, tell us about your book too. Oh shit. Okay, real. I'll, I'll just I'll do the real fast stuff. But here's that link. I'm just sending over to you guys. Okay. Um, in the chat there. But yeah, no. I've, so I've got um, a campaign running right now for a comic book called Sirens Calling. A horror noir it's a uh, the initial campaign was for two thousand dollars to to get it printed uh, high-quality print from from a really cool company that I really like and um, we got there in two days we hit our two thousand dollar goal it, it was right. amazing uh, I was like worried uh, that we were gonna it was gonna be a lot I mean it was hard you know because I was like oh, when is it gonna happen and it happened and that was great so now we're doing stretch goals we're stretching up now to three thousand dollars and we're almost there to get uh, to get the book into some bookstores uh, in you know local bookstores in New York and Jersey City where I'm living uh, in mm-hmm. Jersey City. And then we got a couple more stretch goals that I'm hoping to unlock because they're really darn cool. So if we hit that that three thousand, I can unlock the second one, which I think is pretty awesome.
3: Wow, it's like a game. It's been a great, been a great yeah, experience. Cool. I'm it's like a cool video game. Like you gotta get. Yeah, that's very models good. Models. Awesome. Oh, I like
2: mean, that. no. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm,
3: ste- got, I'm stealing that. Do it. No, yeah,
2: no. It out, yeah, yeah. Gamifying. I'm. I'm a big believer in it. Um, and it's my yeah. first time gamifying my own campaign. Uh, so wow. it's pretty cool. I, I've helped other people gamify it, and you know, it's a great success. I'm happy it's working you know, a little, a little slow but it, right now, but like I said, I think I'm learning as I go, so I'm like, oh, I, I really, if I had the exact numbers, it would have been great, so, and then, so that's the comic, it's about, it's about a siren uh, who, who gets fed up with her man-eating ways and decides to go to Hollywood in the 1940s and become a Hollywood actress,
1: uh.
2: so, quirky <laughs> horror, craziness, and, and she stops being a siren. That sounds like bullshit. Gets fed up, <laughs> <laughs> man. So she's gonna go to Hollywood, cause you know you don't need anybody there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's fun. It's been a, it's been a really cool process. And uh, and then yeah, I'm just working on my crowdfunding book simultaneously. Um, I'm doing a second edition of my book, Crowdfunding for Filmmakers, for yeah. uh, Michael weesey Productions. That'll be out next year, uh, probably in the spring, I believe, 2016. They're putting it out. My deadline's in November, so I'm like spending. I'm running the campaign full time job, working at Indiegogo full time job, and then yeah. writing every night full time job to get this manuscript all done. Because crowdfunding has has evolved since the first edition.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Thanks for of allowing me to plug that stuff, guys. Really, <laughs> like, guys.
0: Yeah. It's been fantastic. We hit the hour mark. I want to make sure that everybody gets in and out. It's Friday, after all. I don't know why I really? called it Film Marketing Fridays. I should have called it like Film Marketing Tuesdays.
2: <laughs> <laughs> early, early time, though. That's good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, with that said, I'll, I'll wrap it up to everybody. Um, I have these little uh, slides here so people can grab hold of and get hold of you guys. So you see that. Cool. And uh, so, hey, if people want to know hey, where to get
1: yeah. chat. Yeah.
0: So you can find John on Twitter at Tragonis, just simply as Tragonis, his last name. That's a great picture. <laughs> and there's also uh, Jeff v- Vote, because I want to make to get that right. But he's d- in Dallas, Texas, as simply Jeff L Vote, um, right there. So you can grab those. I'll make sure again; these are available in the show notes when this is all finished and you know produced. And last but not least, we have uh, Stephen Tucker at Immerse. At Immerse. Do you have another uh,
3: Twitter? Do you want? You really put this together. <laughs> pretty snazzy, man.
2: So there
0: you go. Um,
3: so I, I got to be honest. I, I didn't use Twitter for like six years until yesterday. Uh, my, my Twitter is, uh, I think it's jdouglas13. Okay. But, um, you also, just get me steve at immerse.com or stucker at immerse.com. Sure. I'll email. leave Gotcha. I'll make yeah.
0: sure to leave all... Um... Like all these links, so like when people are watching it below, they can grab everything uh, awesome. that we were talking Thanks. about. As part of the so much.
3: How long till it hits YouTube?
0: Oh, it's gonna be done this afternoon.
3: All right. Like,
0: it, like the, the the podcast is released this afternoon, and the um, the YouTube video and the post. So then I'll send you these guys this link, so people can have it over the weekend, because that was usually what happens. People kind of catch up catch up on it over the weekend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but with that said, you know, I have to do my due diligence and have a call to action for uh, paying the bills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if you guys should respect that. So if you enjoyed this episode, you know, the idea here guys is don't go away empty handed. You can actually head over to my site at just filmtrooper.com. I put together this uh, new three-part video series. It's f- totally free. It's on the new adventures in film distribution and it's just kind of a fun journey through film distribution and what it means if you don't get a film distribution deal, and you're stuck with self-distribution. And why that might be a good thing. So anyway, it's over at FilmTrooper.com. It's a free three-part video series. I uh, hope you get a lot of value out of it. And that's really it for FilmTrooper presents uh, Film Marketing Fridays. If I could even uh, pronounce my own company's name, FilmTrooper. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Hey, uh, right. I'm going to. Say- Wait, bye, Jeff. So they see it. Look at this. Oh my God, this is really bad. There we go, John. Enjoy your weekend, John. I and shall. Steven.
2: It'd
0: be really cool to see you guys, uh, you know, meet up in person. Now that you guys know, you yeah. <laughs> know where your history is. Yeah. You are gonna
3: from. be out and about tonight, dude?
2: Uh, not tonight, probably. But I'll be at Comic Con until about
3: seven. Cool. I'll shoot you an email. Are they doing right. Doctor Who stuff over there? I might have to step by
2: Uh, yes. Yeah, Wasn't supposed to be a good one, so. All
3: right. Cool.
0: Nice. Love it. Guys, it's, it's a pleasure to meet all of you. Jeff, thank you so much for putting all this together. And You're everybody,
2: welcome, um, it's been a good show. Thanks. I'm going to
0: stop Not the broadcast
1: yet. now. <laughs> Bye
0: ah.
2: now.